<laughs> Welcome back to Good Geek Out. Good place to go to geek out. Today we're geeking out about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Revelation. Episode 2, titled Poison Chalice. This is Editor coming out of San Antonio with a bunch of friends. What's up, fellas and female? <laughs> Greetings and salutations from Las Vegas. Aden Hillsdale. This is Jay. Scott is the He-Man of the X-Men from Los Angeles, California. I was sitting with you all week. <laughs> this is Rob from San Francisco. Oh, man. Great stuff. Okay. Hi there. Nico from Vegas. Oh, Nico from Vegas. Nico from Bama. <laughs> And somebody got Vegas on the brain. Okay. So here we are, episode two of Masters of the Universe. I think last episode we discussed in detail about how uh, this does or doesn't go along with the mythos from before. Maybe now we'll try to just actually discuss the episode at hand. So two scavengers from the beginning of the episode who we, we see T. No, we don't see We don't know who they are yet. What we do know is the character that pops up who is Stinkor. Stinkor. After discussing love me her. some Stinkor. I After love Stinkor. Smell. As, as much as my mom hated Stinkor, I love Stinkor. <laughs> that was I used, a fun to, that was I a used fun. to always be told, don't open up the toys when we, when we got home uh, out of Toys R Us because the, the weapons always got stuck in the cracks of the seat of the car. And she's like, don't do it. But I remember I opened up that one. And she said, what the Fuck. <laughs> we used to, we used, to love, used to love to bring Stinkor to church. <laughs> Southern uh, Baptist, and, I was raised. And being a uh, <laughs> and, and being black from from LA, I don't know what the fuck patchouli smelled like. I had never smelled patchouli oil before. Mexican no in Venice didn't know what that was. I just knew it was offensive. <laughs> or it was different. Not offensive. It was just different, I guess. Um, but yeah, they did a great job presenting Stinkor, the whole uh, rummaging around uh, area. It felt very, it felt very Eternia, like you know, like they just had like these weird places. Um, but I also thought it was cool how the the two unknown people also had a very boosh uh, look of uh, Leia's look from um, Return of the Jedi, the bounty hunter that she imitates to sneak into Jabba's palace. Like oh. I felt like. Yeah, I felt like that face mask was like very reminiscent of that. And then obviously it is revealed that it is Tila and her new friend. Um, I thought it was a good, yeah, I thought it was a good uh, holdout reveal. Her, yeah. her new friend. Her friend? Yeah. Andra. Andra. Well, look, we're not going to talk about that right now. Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> we're not, we're not there yet, but, but she, but once, right it, now. but once it's revealed it is Tila and we see this is her new friend, Andra. And we find out that magic in Eternia is at an all-time low. So this is taking place after the effects of obviously episode one. We don't know how much further into the future, but obviously it's semi-recent years. I'm thinking it's years. years. I would say semi-recent years. Well, I was I was figuring that because in the episode they deal with the uh, aging of Man at Arms. And Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking I was it was like a been years down the road or something. Oh, that's yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it was like. 10 years was my guess, but like five, 10 years now that I think about it, maybe. But I'm, I'm thinking five. 10, year, 10 years seems like it's too long. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's five too. Yeah, uh, it's the year it, you guys are probably right because uh, magic isn't a thing anymore, and people would not forget magic that quickly. And yeah, in, in this world, people are doubting magic or doesn't think it exists, kind of like the force in Star Wars. Well, I also think, well, I mean, I don't know, I'm like, I don't think that people would be scared if it dwindled over 10 years as I sit in a world that's on fire, exactly. People are <laughs> people are fickle beasts. Every four years we have an election, one side can't explode. People Never aren't COVID. scared of COVID a year later. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I, I, I also I before before we move on from this scene, did anyone know who the voice of Stinkor was? I didn't catch it. Have you listen. I didn't to catch it either. It's definitely Jason Muse. You can. There's one or two things he says, and I'm like, and he's, I'm like, is that Jay? And I, but I didn't think it was because it's obviously Kevin Smith writing it. Mm. Like, why would he let him do it? And then I actually watched the behind the scenes thing, and uh, yeah, they, it was him. Speaking of voices, I was, I meant to mention this on the first episode, but I think it was a big prop choice for Cersei Lannister as Evil. I was loving that shit. I was like, I know that, I know that voice. I love yeah. that oh, oh, voice. I love oh, you talking about Lena Headey? You yeah. talking about yeah. Lena Headey? Oh, Thirsty Lannister. I'm using her real name. Yeah, Lena Headey. I mean, yeah, 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 Miss Thirsty Lannister. There's somebody else on this show, too. Right, right, sweetie? I mean, we, there's yeah. a trope going around. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, look, we, we, we already debunked that it's a trope, but still. Why is it that every single time we see a black female, Hello, Cree. Cree, Cree summer. <laughs> everywhere. Cree summer everywhere. Cree summertime. You know, I don't, well, A, I mean, I she's, got, she's got the resume. There's no way that you walk into no. the studio and, and you have her next to you and you get the job. But I think that there is a problem with Cree summer taking up every black female that's job what voice. I am. That's, that's what well, I am who, who do you have the problem with, though? Who do you have the problem with? Other young black artists who have no opportunity to shine. I mean, I agree with Strader. I mean, you know, there might be some other, you know, female oh, black. There definitely is, there is. younger, younger. There. You know what I mean? Oh, up, yeah. up and coming that should get some shine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen, listen. For Christ's sake, Cree is fifty-two. I look, come on. I remember. I grew up watching her on a different world. I'm like, she's fifty-two, man. You yeah. know. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. she wasn't even my favorite. She wasn't even my favorite female on a different but world, but the more, isn't more that, but, story than that, but still. But isn't that what we do she, these days? She, like, even like how in sports, like wait, all these guys. Hold on. Are, are you like, angry? Food. Hold on. Are you angry at her not being your favorite female? Like, what was that energy <laughs> right there? Like, and she wasn't even my fucking favorite. She trying to try to everyone trying to tell me that she's the finest. Like, get the fuck out of here. Jalisa, no, Jalisa, Jalisa. Because it's hype There's so much hype on her. Oh, Jesus. There's so much hype Here on her. No dresses. There's so much hype right, on her. Right. So right. Stay on track. Stay on track. All right. Next thing. <laughs> you got me off track, daughter. I, I think long <laughs> So was it Jaleesa? No. No. <laughs> no. Actually, no. You no. Tell, tell me who my favorite female is. The white girl? I don't remember. <laughs> the white girl? Oh. No. Nope. No. If I'm not mistaken, it was, it was Whitney. If I'm not mistaken, no, it, it was not. Whitney. No, it was not. It was not Whitley. It was not Kimberly. No, it wasn't. Kimberly. Hell yeah! I I I I went Google Gaga over Kim. I I I wanted her so bad. 
Damn. No, I, I, get, I, I should have been Ron up in that. I should have been Ron up in there. He, I hey, remember having some big old titties back in the day. I was going to say that, but I'm glad the gay guy said it first. <laughs> so this episode poison chalice really kind of opens up in a religious vein and i know last episode we we're talking about religion and kevin smith and dogma and all these kind of things um we open up with this cult of snake mountain and triclops of all people leading it I, the garb is amazing the i'm not is surprised it really I'm brings you surprised. in I'm not surprised at all. With with it being Triclops, I'm not surprised. He always wanted he always wanted to be the main villain. I think the trap job was barely smarter than Beast Man, but I do I think that Triclops had more ambition in the old one. And um I fucking love the casting on his voice and like the over-the-top uh uh mega church evangelical. Uh, oh. Magic is dead. Got to get the, the the mechanics, the mechanic, uh, and like the coding and the truth, and just mm-hmm. this idea playing with. And again, everyone knows I've been on uh, a simulation kick lately. With the them playing around with the different, you know, what's the difference between worshiping these machines and worshiping gods, and like what's code and what is power. Um, and, and again, they do fun shit to kind of like fuck around with these numbers. Um, but yeah, trap jaws roll like it was all around like a dope s- scene to be set. They did a great job. Yeah, it's a good ex- exploration of what happens if Skeletor's gone. What's gonna what's well, what's then, and, and, and then too, and then and when magic is gone, you know what I mean? That is well. and Tila was changed as a person as well too. You have to address that. Like she, you know, she had totally gone. She's totally on the tech side of things. And, uh, and, and, that, know, and, and that's that that might be a big part of why people like who are older heads don't like this because they think uh, all these elements of what they grew up loving are gone. But these are really the questions being answered that were asked when we were six, seven years old ourselves. Like what happens if Tila finds out who He-Man is? What happens if Skeletor well, is not, a, you know I mean? It's, that's all it is. It's just ex- exploring. Yeah, um, and I, my, my point was just that people in general only want to be fed regurgitated food. You, you know what I mean? Don't dare step outside of the mythos. The, that's why people hated the prequel. It ain't that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like, don't you can't be that mad at it. You know, it's a just tell a little bit of a different story. You're you're not the artist. Like it's somebody else's interpretation. I th- I think it's good to take a chance. Take a chance. Play with some of these characters. You know, like I think that the I think that the example of the prequel is a little off because there was so much lore already written. As opposed yeah. to He-Man, where the comics did exist, but they just weren't such a pop phenomenon that everyone was a bit... The amount of lore written is further in, indicative of how much the universe had expanded. Oh, I agree. I agree. And we can, we can all just like be, you know, like an, an alternate reality or whatever, you know. I think that this did a better job staying true to its core source material than the fucking prequels did. That was basically my point. Tila was very hypocritical in what she said. And when I saw it, it was just like, okay, there's no character development here. I feel like her character is regressing. And I just- disagree. I think that that's actually supposed to be used as a mirror. I think that she's supposed to be, a, the, the, the tech cult is supposed to be a dark reflection of her looking back at the abyss of herself and her tech obsession. And and to me, let's bring it on a little bit, you know, in, in real life with religion, how 
Catholics think that they can make fun of the Mormons. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who can make fun of Pentecostals? Mm -hmm. When it's all said and done, I'm not going to say too much because I don't need my politics involved. When I say something about somebody's religion. <laughs> but yeah, no, but the point is. Picking up what I'm putting down. You it's know what's yeah. going the it's, other. It's you, we need them all to make the world keep spinning. It's basically two sides to every. It's basically two sides to every coin. You got the religious, and then you got the zealots, and yeah, that's what yeah. we're. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing. We're seeing yeah. religious to a zealot. Yes, yeah. I am now. I am now turning people into half. Well, cyborg type. I don't even know and, if I want to call them people. And let's talk it's about how efficient those nanobites were. Those motherfuckers turned that dude into a cyborg quick. He had like, really an extended quick. eye. Like, there was no surgery or anything. He just flipped <laughs> over. I really want to say, if that's not magic, I, I'm really impressed with the tech. Well, right. Listen, listen. Um, if, if I don't get my powers, the animal would be a good understanding. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, when you think about it, it really is magic because I don't. I honestly don't think those nanobots would have took effect so fast if it wasn't inside that cup. I want some of that yeah. cup. I want, ah, I want some of that would. power. That cool those are cool graphics. I really like the uh, the tech tech juice. I want some nanobites. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like spilled in like diamonds on the cup. Um, what I will say and had a is, is in that fight. Um, you know, I think that they did a great job with Tila and I need what's the uh, uh, her homegirl's name? Andra. Yeah, Andra. I think that they did a great job with Tila and Andra's uh, teamwork and like kind of like showing off their tandem abilities and like how they've survived. Uh, but Trapjaw catches it like for good, right? Like, like he's not getting back up. No. I think he's mostly I mechanical. Was thinking, I was thinking the exact same thing, but I don't... But wasn't That's he what I more thought. Of a wasn't, he, wasn't he more of a hybrid, though? Because, I mean... It was the first time... Okay, let me put it this way. She did a killing blow. If he died or not, that's a question for cartoondom. But she did a killing yeah, blow. And after seeing Mossman get fucking roasted last episode, I was just like, y'all are really doubling down on like, like, fuck it. These characters are not coming back. We're not going to be using them again. <laughs> oh, I thought shit. it was, uh, I thought it was very uh, becoming that Tila, when she decided to go raise Snake Mountain, and she had a flashback with He-Man. And, and he was like, oh, I don't know about this. And He-Man was like, I'll go if you go. Which clearly prompted, clearly we were seeing that He-Man, you know, or Prince Adam, you know, had feelings for Tila. So I thought it was really, really, uh, really uh, coincidental that, oh, well, when Andrea was having her doubts, he was like, oh, well, I'm going to go and, you know, well, at first, Tila didn't want to go, but then Tila changed her mind. I was like, "Well, I'll go if you go." Like she's the He Man now, and it's, oh my god, you know, that's what you know. I'm like, okay, fine, I yeah, get no, it. You're right. That's uh, that's strength in numbers, and it also actually keeps He Man in this episode. So when people argue that He Man isn't in the series, boom, there's your out for this episode. 
All right, so so we also learned this episode about like what's kind of happened with the magic in Eternia, but not only that, that Eternia is the nexus for magic in the universe. It's somehow the center of the universe. It's almost what, what in the Middle Ages they thought the Earth was. I don't know if that's congruous to this, that they it's not really the center of the universe, but they think it is because they still believe it's in magic. It's not necessarily the center of the universe. It's more the lines of when Eternia oh, you, you was give them that made. Ball. You can give them that ball. It, when Eternia was made, it was the start of the universe. Oh, I think that's how it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But the nexus of magic, apparently, might be true. Because it seems like I when, de- we, when we see other planets... Yeah, no, I definitely felt that the voiceover... Impl- like, the, the god-like voiceover implied that it was the center of this particular universe, not a, yeah, a Big bang as thing. And I know that in old um, lore... Like magic, like instead of having a molten core like Earth does, Eternia has a magical core, and uh, and those giant Titan toys were the guys who protected it. Anyway, um, Castle Grayskull is was one of the outlets for like a volcano was one of the outlets for the magic, and then there was one that was on the other side of the world, but we never get to see it. Oh. Um, so, I think the concept of magic draining and we see people freaking out over like you know people are addicted to magic in this world right am i am i tripping but like right i don't think they're addicted i don't think they're addicted i think it's more more in the cases of i think it's more in the case of we need magic to live as in they they're so used to using magic in their everyday lives them not having magic to keep using it the magic the religion all of this is end up ends up becoming a cult and uh and then there's this concept of what does what is skeletor doing you know like we see all of this breaking down because skeletor isn't there so also this concept of like what is the evil you know versus the evil that you don't know um also kind of getting out there which i thought was like a cool thing to fuck around with and yes lena heavy is it headley or heady heady Lena Lena Hetty's voice is just magnetizing in in, throughout this. Like I I can't, I want more dialogue from her. Like no one, it's very rare when you have such a good actress take something so silly, so seriously. It's like Michael Caine in in the Muppets. (laughs) It's like Michael Caine in the- uh, the, I want her her to cut me out for some reason. Well, starter, she fits because, (laughs) I mean, you know, evil Lynn, is an evil, I mean, excuse me, I had a crush on her when I was eight. But anyway, look. <laughs> Here evil we go. Evil Lynn was hot as hell. She was hot. Evil Lynn was hot. Evil Lynn was hot. And Lena Hetty as Cersei Lannister, she she knew how to turn it on. So mm-hmm. when you put those mm-hmm. two, when you put those two, when you put those two characters together, when you put that character Along with Evelyn, like it fits. Like she's yeah, the persona. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I think I agree one hundred percent. I I assume you're right. I'm not. I'm not a uh, Game of Thrones guy, but I definitely felt the power of her voice and how well she mm-hmm. represented that character. She did. I will say, like you know, when she was, it was all Game of Thrones hotness, and she came out in dread as the uh, as the as the big boss. <laughs> and I didn't. I did not want to like her in a non fantasy role. And she blew <laughs> the fuck away. 
She is so good in that movie. She's she's and again, her ability to take silly material and take yeah. it on a on a Shakespearean yeah. level and like just yeah. you know like get into it and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah, I know none of those references, but I agree with you. In Why? So whoever's listening to this, you don't need to know any of that, but you know it's true. <laughs> Uh, now I do do want to comment on one thing. That whole entire uh after basically getting back in the castle Greystall, they show the whole entire thing with, you know, hey, you're doing this, you're doing that, then all of a sudden Cringer comes up and actually acts sort of brave. How so? No, when he okay, when have you ever saw Cringer jump in front of a moving weapon? To oh. catch it, to stop it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he... well, I think. Wait a minute! Really this is supposed to be this is supposed to be years in the future, character growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. What Tyson got old. He wasn't fighting right. at all. Tina grew up to be the boss because she was the captain. And she got her. T- and people grow up, and they hopefully change and. And, and I think that it was a good way to kind of address, like, you know, we're talking about questions that were never answered in the old thing. Like, He-Man seems like Prince Adam in a different body. Correct. Yeah. Cringer. Yeah. Yeah. Cringer literally changes the core fundamental of who he is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I've always wondered. He's scared cringer... to become Cringer. No, but that's the thing. Was Cringer the act and yeah. and like you know was cringer his clark kent and he was just like because yeah. you gotta think i don't see any other fucking green tigers in any other episode there's a fucking 120 episodes and we never see yeah. a fucking another green tiger so i'm pretty sure people should <laughs> make the association that he man's one tiger might be cringer unless he acted like such a punk that people would never assume that he could be the now tiger. you guys know that's something we give uh, up that's being like oh. comic fans and fantasy fans we have to give up that you know Estrada what you said right there was right I mean he did act like so much of a punk but due to what you said Ty yeah you're right it was character I was going to say it but you said it uh it was character development I mean at some point in time you gotta stop acting like a coward yeah yeah you gotta get tired of being chased home shit yeah, no, yeah, I mean, exactly, you know? I mean, I think this whole series is about growth and character development, and that's maybe why some people don't like it. Um, but like, just like rounding out towards the end, we learn about the magic attorney and stuff, and uh, you know, the sword of power being broken apart. So now, the quest has begun, the hero's quest, heroine's quest, uh, to go get the two swords. And how familiar with you guys with preternia and subternia before this? Not at all. I was gonna say not at all. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I didn't do um, any of the comics, but I've done all the series. I think Preternia I remember because that's supposedly where King Grayskull reigned, and that's where the castle comes from. That might be the only reference I have to it. I just paid 150 bucks to get the damn mini comics delivered to me in one book. Uh, so I'll find out. But um, so yeah, how many um, references I've heard of it? I'm curious if it was just me or so nothing, huh? I think they mentioned it in the reboot. Oh, the 2001 uh, the, series? Yeah, the, yeah, the 2001 series. I think awesome. they mentioned it. I, yeah. I, think I they ran through that once. 
I would I would also recommend people who have never seen the 2001 series that have seen the oh, for sure. five series. It's a really good um, yeah, it's follow good. up. It might be better than this in some ways. It's good. Um, but it also has way more episodes so they can elaborate. But you learn a lot that you don't learn from the 85 series because it's very repetitive. I mean, He-Man literally yep. does three action moves all of the 85 series. There's a punch, <laughs> a throw, and I think a hip toss. I don't know what the other one is. Don't, is. For, don't forget about the diagonal run. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best. Never know where he's going. You actually know, get to see Skeletor. A little blonde, fucked up haircut moving left <laughs> There's a lot oh, of in the in the, in the sword toss. Yeah, <laughs> you actually get to see Skeletor before he turned into Skeletor. That that two thousand series is very performative. <laughs> but uh, so the episode does end with the Cringer speech, and then obviously the Man at Arms is going to be in the next episode, which is Strutter kind of reference already. So kind of <laughs> so kind of to end this off, I did have a question for you guys. Uh, were you aware that each one of these movies has? episodes has a movie reference and that Kevin Smith has said this and that episode one was Superman two and this one was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. No. I wasn't aware of that. The, uh, the door shutting in uh in the temple. Um I, I think I the whole religious zealot thing kind of as well. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. Superman two was uh <laughs> Lois learning who Superman is. Tila learning who He Man was. Um, okay, for me, when you much, and when you say Superman two to me, I say I say death of Superman. Right? True, yeah, like there's, a, there's a lot. Yeah, there's there's a lot, but no, you guys hadn't heard that. I I don't know the other three. No, yet. no, and he may be trying to give himself a little bit too much credit. Big and deep. Yeah, but I... <laughs> trying to validate bad poor choices. I don't know. Kevin Smith, you stop trying to do old, old brother. Where art thou? We don't need no Odyssey oh. and fucking Eternia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do anything about the rela- a relationship between Tila and I, because I didn't see it until I got on a uh, chat with you, uh, jaded folks. I didn't even see it at all. Oh, it's like, fucking! I, I didn't. I didn't. Face. I didn't. As soon as you t- see Tila's haircut, you know what's coming. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you I'm, like, not, I'm not like one of these, like you know, scared of the True. lesbian people or whatever. I don't. It's not okay. Look. He was reading social cues. First of all, because there are so many, because people go to like, there's just some women who are like kind of just butch, like like in that no aspect sure. or whatever. That's a so like very much like total sense. Like our matronly and want to have kids. We're people. We're dynamic. Yeah. I know they tell you guys only Republican or Democrat, but the real shit that matters. Ice cream. They give us 31 flavors. Stop talking about things I cannot get. <laughs> no ice cream? No 31 flavors inside the well oh, no, there's no 31 flavors inside the state. That's what? because you're in Alabama, sweetie. I mean in Hick Town, they don't have 31 flavors. Like, oh, but they probably got like somebody like some like Ain't Maybell, like extra rich ice cream. I think they were worried about. Midfield and Bluebell, that's it. Oh, Bluebell is good. I think they were worried about people in Alabama counting up to 31. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't like Neapolitan ice cream, but you can't find it anywhere in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Colors don't belong together. Sorry. We don't even like it. (laughs) 
All right, on that note, uh, the good talk, fellas. Can't wait to talk about episode three and see Man and all. Lady. And Lady. And Lady. Once again. <laughs> Your manners. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyone who enjoyed this, like, comment, subscribe, and until next time, geek on. Editor, San Antonio out. Oh, I'm, I'm Bob. Boba Fresh, San Francisco. Geek on, geek out. Nico from Bama out. Hi, Robo. Las Vegas. Night, night. Jay, Orko is still the, the best character of this show. You know, we haven't seen him. From Los Angeles, California. <laughs>